Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kavai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! Done just that he scored! Jorginho's done it! Jakubu making another glimpse of goal here! That is terrific! Hello and welcome to the Streets Won't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host. Two men who are currently sipping on a pint of wine, because it's what Big Sam would have wanted. It's Ben Woolley and Harry Martinez. The only way oh, to honour yes. the man. Get it down, you. No straws in this household. To one uh, last week's episode as well, we've got a nice French wine. So, Oh, lovely. Lovely. I've got Newcastle from Stoke on Trent. Oh. That's called a Carling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Buckfast. Carling point, wine. Right? Carling don't make wine, but if they did, it'd be sh- Can't be any worse than their beer. <laughs> I'm not going to taste the same. Like Stoke all over again, please. No. Oh, no. Think about it. Anyway, Harry, I believe you've got something to kick this week's episode off. Yes. Uh, I think to start with, last week we didn't do winners and losers, but I'd like to reference last weekend, and I'd like to know which one you think is the bigger loser. So I, I, I was thinking about it in my head before the podcast last week, but we didn't go through with it. So I'd like to ask you, what's the biggest loser of that weekend? Is it the Arsenal under-21s driving to Bournemouth instead of Brighton and having to postpone the game? I saw or, this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or is it Swindon being 7-0 down to non-league older shot in the FA Cup at home? What? <laughs> what? Did you not see that? They lost 7-4. They were 7-0 down. Honestly, I saw it was 3-0 after nine minutes, and I thought, that's quite embarrassing, but Swindon will come back, and they didn't check the full-time score. That is ridiculous. Yeah, they lost 7-4. They were 7-0 down at one point. At home. I think I'm going to have to go for Swindon because realistically, the the, the coach driver driving to Bournemouth is just funny. That oh is, yeah, oh know, yeah. You, we can all ob- objectively laugh at that. The Swindon thing—you're in the first round of the FA Cup. You're at home. You've got non-league Aldershot. You're thinking, right, win this, win the next tie, big Premier League game, and then you go and lose seven nil to Aldershot. Yeah, that's not good. That's yeah. not good. Yeah, there is no coming back from that. I mean, it's it's pure magic of the cup stuff. But for Swindon, that's f-ing embarrassing. I think as the Arsenal one is under 21s, it's not that big. And it's also a bit of a laugh for the 19-year-olds on a bus to go on a piss up to Bournemouth for the weekend. But Swindon getting battered at home by non-league, yeah, there's something really bad about that. Like, it's bleak in Swindon as it is. Imagine losing to non-league Aldershot 7-4. Getting worse. Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's not good. The other thing I've got for us is, obviously, recently we had the um, the FIFA Awards. And I, well, we've all watched the Pushkas Award uh, goal nominees. And I'd just like to know which one is your favourite, boys. Personally, I'm going with Son Jin Kang for the Korea Republic under 20. I am also going for Son Jin Kang. Oh, unbelievable goal. And- it is a filthy goal. The thing is, we see loads of talk about, oh, what a great solo goal. But the only ever, like, the one that Son won, uh, did Son win the Puskas Award? Or was it the Premier League Goal of the Season Award? For the goal against Burnley. He beats two players. That's not a solo run. Yeah, they just keep going. 
where, where and the finish is good, but it's not quite beats ben about top five ends. players. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. It's about five players. It's a genuinely good solo goal because it then bends it top bins after a couple of step overs. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, it is. It, it is tremendous. It's not my favorite, however. Go on. I, I do think mine is the Madruga overhead kick. Because yeah. not only is it a sensational strike from like half a mile away, it's in the Brazilian Serie B. This guy isn't on the international team. He's a second division player, and he's whipped out that monster of a strike. It is an it only, unbelievable goal. The only thing about goals like this, though, is that it feels like a bit hit and hope to me. I don't care. Well, it's still gone in. I mean, what else could he possibly have meant from there, mate? You you look at that leap. You can't you can't be like I'm going to overhead cross this. Nah, this I man's got a goal. Have you have you ever seen the Nicky Butt halfway line clearance? Where he just <laughs> There's one very big difference here, mate. Nicky Butt isn't Brazilian. <laughs> this is the thing. I was I was going to mention this. So obviously we're on about the Serie B there, and the, and the the fact that someone is willing to try a bicey from thirty yards out. I watched the um, Copa Libertadores final last week. The football in that, so there's a bit where there was a counter-attack by Boca, right? And as they're running up the field and you think they're going to score a goal, there's just two people scrapping in the middle of the pitch. Just having a full-on <laughs> fight in the middle of the Didn't pitch. Didn't the guy who scored the winner then get immediately sent off for yes, over-celebrating? Yes, Incredible. he did, yeah. He got his second yellow I mean, and got sent off. That was the first time Fluminese have ever won the Copa Libertadores. I think I'd over-celebrate and take the yeah, red card. unbelievable. Yeah, kind of a stinker from the referee, though. But I think in terms of this week's Andy Carroll of the Week, it's got to be him. Yeah, Gets yeah, I'm happy with that. In the win, 100%. I'm happy with that. That's a great shout. It was a good good game, though. I, I thoroughly enjoyed South American football. Completely different oh, to what we watch every week. Oh, my God. I've just looked at the Fluminese team, and they deserve to win it for this alone. Felipe Melo is at centre-back. Oh, yeah. yes. Marcelo, Marcelo is at left back, and the yeah. cam is Ganso. I love it. Oh, oh yes, I love it. You get absolutely no movement from that. But they've got um, they've got Andre, the centre midfielder, Liverpool one, and he was really good. But yeah, Ganso. There was I've never seen Ganso play football in my life, and he was at Sevilla for God knows how many years, and yet I watched him in the Copa <laughs> Libertadores at thirty six years old. And you know what? He still, I guarantee, he still hasn't run anywhere. Nope, no, we probably just so love the fact that the bloke who scored the winner and got sent off is obviously Brazilian, but his name is John Kennedy. <laughs> JFK's back and he's scoring winners for Fluminese. Absolutely rifled in the, the winner. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was too far. Sorry, sorry. Too soon, too soon. Well, let's move on to the main part of the episode. And this week, we are sitting in a lovely piazza with a slice of pizza and a nice coffee because we are going to talk about three Italian stallions. One of them will be going into the streets, don't forget, Hall of Fame. But who will it be? Then, would you care to kick us off? Who have you got? Yeah, God, man. And you know, this is a nice return to norm, boys. We've had a few little interesting jaunts the last couple of weeks. Yep, we have. Strayed from the path, but we're back. And we're better than ever. Uh, the man I've got for you this week. I know who you two boys have brought. And he's not quite on the same level in terms of uh, of name. But for one or two months specifically, this man was utterly unplayable. And he was somehow one of two incredible Italian Streets Won't Forget players for this one particular club. 
Uh, but I have got for us Manolo Gabbiadini. Yeah. Ooh. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. I know, and his career is absolutely wild, because looking <laughs> yeah. at it, it's somehow in the wrong order. So he starts off at Atalanta. After, I think, three years on a loan move, he gets his big break at Juventus. He's there for a year, doesn't play, goes out on loan immediately. He then spends a couple of years at Sampdoria. He then gets a big chance at Napoli for a couple of years. And then the one where we remember him from. Out of nowhere, this man turns up at Southampton. And I think they paid... Was it? It was about 14 million quid for him. So not exactly a small money move. But he turned up and then for two months in about 2017, this guy was just insane. He was scoring left and right. I think he scored five in his first three matches for Southampton. He became the first Southampton player to score in his first four games. He got Premier League like player of the month for February. And you were like, holy shit, Southampton have got a gem on their hands. Yeah. And then, my God, did this man fall off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The rest of the two years at Southampton, he did all. He went to Sampdoria again in 2019. I think they, they got like 12 million for it. So they somehow didn't even lose that much. And then his career kind of fell off with Al Nasser and all that. But he has, for me, that essence like of the Streets Won't Forget player. Of He was so good and you won't get much shorter a time period than like three months in 2017. Yeah. But he was, for like that small part of this season, he was the man. He's like a slightly worse Papis Cissé. Yeah. Oh, he is. <laughs> he turned up you're like this guy is a completely bang average player in Italy we're like oh who the f*** is Southampton bought now and then he's like I'm here like I'm him for two months <laughs> he is him. and then just disappears again Let him it cook. was the fact that somehow it looked like they'd done it again and got another Streets World Forget player like they started with Danny Osvaldo who don't get me wrong with sh- but did some unbelievable moments they moved on from him and got Graziano Pello who was actually pretty good but Kind of reminded me of Charlie Austin for some reason. And then <laughs> they get rid of him to China and they get Gabbiadini. You think, no way have they done it again. And they did for about five months. So in his, in his fifth game, it's the League Cup final, 2017 League Cup final. Yeah. And he yeah, scores I remember twice that well. and has a goal disallowed incorrectly for offside. Imagine if we'd have bagged that hat trick and Southampton had beaten Man United. They lost 3-2 in the end, but imagine if they'd have beaten them. He is like cult hero, legendary status after five games. Like He has yeah. secured his legacy. Davis competing, back in towards Romeo. And you, if you watch him play, he had everything he needed to be a top player. Like, he was quick, yeah. he worked hard, well-rounded, had an eye for goal. And for somehow, it just never really panned out for him. I mean, it, 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 I think it comes down to the fact that in training every day, you're playing with Shane Long, so you're never going to score again as long as you live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Why have you been battered twice in two episodes? <laughs> what? What's happening? Are you sh? That's why. <laughs> Did you ever play for Norwich? Nope. <laughs> Can you imagine? That. 
I thought that might be the root of the hatred. But on my list now is Eden Hazard and Shane Long. What, what oh, team yes. are putting together here? <laughs> call Shane Long a fat <laughs> Oh, it'll be cathartic, mate, after you got battered the other week. <laughs> so oh, we get a, a glimpse behind the veil now, because we're like the other week. It's the same day as last episode. Norwich is still losing that same match. <laughs> the hate never ends. <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. Shane oh, Long's getting battered left, right, and centre. Oh, oh man! Yeah, well, that that Southampton Cup final. You watch that, and they I go out on the limb and say, like, stick my neck out. And say they lost that final because of the referee. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It was it was the game. I remember watching it and going, "You can't tell me we don't need VAR in the Premier League." Like, fuck it, the poison chalice it became. But after we... that game, you're like, they have been robbed of a trophy, and it would yeah, have been absolutely. this man that won it for them. We watched that in been... the library at uni, and I remember yeah, us did. both sitting there like they literally don't want Southampton to win this cup. There is there is some something here that is going. Don't let them win. But if they had, and he had scored a hat trick, do you think his career would he have gone on to score more and kept his place in Southampton team and kept being a good player? It's a whole Joel Campbell situation again. Yeah, I mean, words I never thought I'd hear anybody say. It's the whole Joel Campbell situation. <laughs> he went on the next season. He played like 28 games in the league. I think he got five goals, four assists. Like, it doesn't set the world alight. His highest no. total in one season was 11. He's one of these players where they had all of the like the right things going for them, and it just never worked. But I think if they'd won that League Cup final, he wouldn't have just been like... He would still have been a streets where forget player, but he would have been talked about more and i think he deserved yeah. to be for that the end of that 16 17 season where he turned up and just unplayable. banged it yeah unplayable i think the other thing that's the problem is if they had won that cup they get europe they don't get gutted by liverpool in the summer and gabbiadini oh, yeah. has some actual players he can play with he's also a great example of how stupid the italian like co-ownership rules are mm-hmm because all of his moves around from Atalanta and Juve and Bologna are because they couldn't work out who owned his f- player rights. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> do you, Wally, do you remember doing those on Football Manager? Oh my word, they were hell. It sucks. <laughs> I do think he's maybe fallen foul of uh, the kind of Italians never succeeding in the Premier League. Like, yeah. There's not been many, yeah. like, apart from maybe Jorginho, Balotelli, Gianluca Viali. There's not really been like, any big name Italians. Look at Tonali. <laughs> yeah, not really. Been, gone well not really been any big name Italians that have massively succeeded in the Premier League. And I, I don't know whether it's a difference in the style or I don't know. They might blame it on the weather, like some of the foreign players do. I don't know what it is, but there, there's something about Italians in England that just doesn't really mix very well. No, I think. You see it the other way, don't you? Because you don't very often, like Jude Bellingham notwithstanding, you don't get many English players going abroad yeah. and smashing them. Most of them stay in the UK. I think we have such a distinct brand of football that's played from so young. Yeah. The ones the, that go abroad tend to be the ones at the very the top of the class players, yeah. 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 Like either Kane, that or it, either that or it's the dodgy low moves like Mika Richards to Fiorentina or Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> or or it's, I think the it's the same in Italy. not getting game time. Like Jaden Sancho went to Dortmund, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the same with like Italy coming here. Italian football is so distinct yeah. from the rest of Europe that you probably you come over and you don't find it that easy to gel with the new style. So, 
it was maybe the deck was stacked against him from the beginning, but for that brief couple of months, he scored his way into our hearts, and I don't think we should forget him for it. No, there's a good okay. nomination. I just have a. Yeah. I I think yeah. I I prefer Graziano Pella to him. Okay, I think meh. I don't know. Pella maybe scored some flashier goals, but I think in terms of oh, pure streets, won't more forget. I think he's probably well. more remembered though. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. I think yeah. in terms of pure streets, won't forget. Gabby Dini's more forgotten when he shouldn't be. Yeah, I'd agree. So, yeah, I th- I don't think he gets mentioned in the same bracket when he should be. Okay. Well, if you want some goals, I've got some. Oh, I've got some goals for you. I've got lots of goals for you. <laughs> I I am putting forward a man who I think is the ultimate case of being a late bloomer. Okay. From 32 onwards, he could not be stopped. And that man is Antonio Di Natale. And I'm, I'm putting yeah. him forward for his exploits in real life and on FIFA because we've established <laughs> the importance of FIFA to being a street we have, yeah. player. But we'll start with what he did in real life. He starts his career in 1996. And up until about 2007, he doesn't really score many goals. He spends a lot of his career with Empoli in Serie B and then a couple of seasons in Serie A. And then in 2004, he goes to Udinese after a couple of earlier loan spells in Serie C. The first three seasons at Udinese, he gets seven goals, eight goals and 11 goals. And you're thinking, it's not bad for a striker, it's not great. And he gets 17 in 2007-2008 and then drops back down to 12. When we get to 2009-10... He turns into one of the best goal scorers in Serie A for four years. 2009-10, he gets 29 goals, then 28 the following season, then 29 again, then 26. That is nuts for somebody who is now in their mid-30s. It's unbelievable, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't know how, how Serie A strikers do this. Like You look at Quagliarella, who, what, at the age of 36, scored something like 30 goals in the Serie A? Yeah. Mikkeli, yeah. who we mentioned, like... At the age of 29, started playing football properly. Like, it's just stupid how they do it. If, if Di Natale had done this from the start of his career, he is hands down too good for this list. Yeah. Because yeah. he started when he was what should have been like the swan song of his Tired. career, end of his prime. And to do it basically all with Udinese as well. Who yeah. was his strike other... partner at Udinese? Wasn't it someone also street? He doesn't need a strike no partner. He doesn't need a strike oh, partner. Look at him. It wasn't a barber. It was someone like that, though. Oh, I'll find out. Oh, wait, was it Luis Muriel? Was it Luis Muriel? Oh, yeah, it probably would have been Muriel. Yes, I think it was, yeah. It was Luis Muriel. That's who it was. Like, two years before he retired, he's still getting, what, 14 goals, half a dozen assists. Kind of tails off, I guess, in his final season. But to get that much productivity from a man who, by all accounts, should have been like a bench player at this point, purely there for the dressing room atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, It's insane. It's kind of that feeling of you go to the club you love and eventually you love the club so much you'll just play for them no matter what. And they just seem to bang it in for him. He is literally yeah. their cult hero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his, go- his goals get them into the Champions League. Like, it's you, it's little old Udinese. They shouldn't be in the Champions League. Uh, and he's, he's up there with the best strikers. For those four years, in terms of his goal scoring, like, he... He is up there with the biggest and best strikers in the world. But like he finishes runner-up in the European Golden Shoe in 2009-2010. He's only five behind Messi. Like, that's ridiculous. 
I mean, he's he's the sixth highest Serie A goal scorer of all time. And yeah. all, most of those were done in a four-year spell in his mid-30s. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Stepping around Busquets and feeding Di Natale. He's in for Italy. Di Natale scores. What's lovely about Di Natale is... is do you, in 2010, he rejected a transfer to Juventus because his children grown up, had grown up in Udine, um, and he was he, he didn't want to move for the sake of his family being settled. And then I remember the story of when he took um, he took responsibility for the for his teammate's sis, uh, disabled sister when his teammate passed away from cardiac arrest. He looked after his sister. Like the guy is just an all round top tier bloke. He just yeah. loves football and he loves life, and I think that's why he's yeah. so like. And is the fans of Udinese are so enamoured with him, but always will be. He's just a hero. I can see him managing them one day, for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd also like to say I think points should be added for finding a player who isn't fifty percent owned by Juventus and has never played for Juventus. <laughs> I think that deserves extra points because he's probably the only Italian to ever exist to not be half owned by Juventus. I mean technically Gabi Adini didn't play for Juventus either, but the difference is he was actually at the club. <laughs> there you go. Then. There you go. And now we have to move on to the FIFA section of Di Natale because if you're building a Serie A team for uh, those four years, funnily enough, where he was doing brilliantly in real life, he was the first player you put in a Serie A team. It was him and Muriel yeah. up top. When it he came round to team of the season, the cards were insane. Like, ninety high 90s pace and shooting. He could not be stopped. How he had that much pace at, what, 34 is unbelievable. Yeah. He actually, It looked like he got quicker through the years. Do you know what I reckon it was? And this is gonna this is gonna be very Italian. This olive oil. The Italians always say olive oil makes you so healthy. And get, you know, it, it improves your quality of life. Dean Natale was clearly a lover of the olive oil. It'd be olive maybe oil that's and red they, wine. Loaded maybe blood that's pressure. what they did at Udinese. You know how when players go to Liverpool, they suddenly develop asthma, and they all need yeah. inhalers. Maybe when everybody goes to, goes to Udinese, you have to drink a pint of olive oil a day. Bathe in it. You have to be marinated overnight before you come into training. Oh, that is vile, man. I'll let you try that out and tell me how it goes. <laughs> Mate, this time next year when I'm scoring 30 in the championship... He'll be bathing in olive oil. Norwich, <laughs> need it, mate. Jesus. We'll be in League One, mate. What do you want about? I'm, I'm not sure what I believe less: Harry scoring a Champions League goal or Norwich getting there. Like, <laughs> can we stop oh, showing yeah, me and start on Shane Long again, please? Dean <laughs> <laughs> Tai does feel like a weird one, though, because everything you good. look at about him, yeah, everything you look at about him feels like it should be too good. Like 700 games, 300 and something goals. It's like sixth highest scorer of all time, it feels like it should be too good, and then you remember that he did it when he was like thirty-two, and he and did it for four Udinese. years and then retired. Yeah, and he, he's he never forgotten. got the big move either. Like he had the chance at the big move and turned it down. That's got I, I respect it. Yeah, it feels like he should be talked about in the same way as as someone like Totti. The man understood the streets won't forget assignment. Stay at the little club, bang some goals, don't move to the big clubs, and you will be streets, won't forget. He understood what this podcast was about. He knew yeah. he was going to be mentioned by three idiots on the internet. He knew <laughs> it. I think because, like you said about Totti there, Roma won a lot of things with Totti. Di Natale yeah. didn't. I think that's why he's not regarding the same brand. Oh, yeah. But and I, I think that think... is the thing. 
without him being a FIFA legend, I genuinely think think he would have been forgotten even more. Like he, I don't think he would be remembered at all apart from people who watch Serie A. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I mean? The FIFA thing definitely helps when you have. It feels harsh to say like not obscure but lesser known teams from around Europe. At least talking about us in the UK. Where that's how you find out about some of them. This like random thirty-year-old bloke is sick. I'm gonna go yeah. look up more about. It. That's Sorry. what I mean. Like without FIFA, he is honestly forgotten, regardless of scoring over thirty again, like thirty a season yeah. past his thirties. I don't know how because the man was literally unplayable. Like you said, sixth all-time goal scorer in Serie A, and he's literally forgotten. Yeah, I mean, Unreal, it's a crime to forgive. It is, but we have thankfully remembered him. Harry, who have you got for us? Because you flip-flop between about five or six different players here, and I can't remember which <laughs> one you're going for. I think there's a lot of so... Italian streets when we forget players, but I, I think I've gone for the opposite of Daniel here. I think I've gone for a player who played for the big club during a time where they were good and is forgotten regardless of how, how much quality he had. Uh, and I think he's got a little bit of a FIFA thing about him as well, which I'll get on to. But I'm picking Mauro Cramronese. I think the name is unheard nowadays, completely unheard. And as a right winger for Juve during, you know, 2010s, he was unbelievable. His right foot could pick out anyone and could bury a ball from anywhere. I think he had a lot of quality and I think he's forgotten for how good he was for that team. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are listening into this, and they, you said Cameronese's name, and they look on, who? Who? Exactly, that's what I mean. Like He, he played 224 games for Juve. He's part of the team that got relegated uh, during the Italian football scandal. He went all the way down to Serie D. He refused to be sold, uh, sacked his agent over the fact that he didn't want to be sold, and his agent kept trying to tout him to other clubs. Um, he loved the club, loved Italian football, and played a lot for Italy. And I don't think you ever... Like, 55 caps for an Italian side that at the time had won the World Cup. Um, yeah, I've know. got a couple of things here that I, I feel need to be discussed immediately. World Cup winner, absolutely too good for the list. Yeah. The other <laughs> thing, born in f***ing Argentina. He's not even that Italian. Hey, he's Italian, mate. He's Italian. Like, you don't care about his early start of the season. Well, the start of his career is absolutely wild. Yeah. Like he's play- he's playing in the Argentinian second division at the start of his career. Then he goes to Santos Laguna in Mexico, then to Montevideo Wanderers in Uruguay, then back to Argentina with Banfield, and then back to Mexico with Cruz Azul before finally coming to Italy. What the- and he only spends one season at each club. What is the yep. start of that career? <laughs> this, this, is, this is streets will forget career, mate. Batting around some <laughs> South American clubs and ending up in some big club in Italy and making yourself a cult hero. I can't believe we've never had him in the Wikipedia game. Because imagine if I came to you and said, he played for Aldecivi, Santos Laguna, Montevideo Wanderers, Banfield, Cruz Azul, Hellas Rona, and Juventus, and then Stuttgart and Lanus. You'd have I'd rather no go, to, I'd get up and go to the bar. And you'd go, you'd go <laughs> so he's Argentinian then? Nope, no, he's Italian. No, he's Italian. <laughs> yep, yep. I just, I think he's forgotten a lot. A lot. Like there is there one, is one thing never that think of doesn't help him is that because obviously he stays during the Juve relegation. I think he spends half his Juve career outside of the Serie A, basically. 
Yeah, but he spent um, eight years at Juventus. I think he's outshone by the fuck that you've got Del Piero, you know, Marquisio's coming yeah, through. You've I got players. Say, yeah. You've like, got bigger name players in that Juve team. Exactly. Than him, exactly. No matter what era it is. You, you don't I get Brady points for staying at Juve after they got caught for cheating because people stayed at Juve because they know they were just going to come straight back up. Yeah. Yeah, but, true. Love the club. Corner coming from Pirlo. Beautiful swing on it. Oh, sir. It's there. It's Cameronese. Italy are level. I think, so the the FIFA connection here is I have a mate who does has no interest in football, um, played a lot of FIFA, but no interest in football. I would always pick either Italy or Juventus purely because he just loved Cameronese taking free kicks. Just whatever it was, he'd stick Cameronese on. And I think... He had that right foot in real life as well. He's an unbelievable player. Unbelievable player. I don't know. Like, you think of World Cup winners. He's one person that you'd never name, ever. No, no. He also ended his career in possibly the worst, well, towards the end of his career. He had a, a little bit of a, a violent streak, apparently. Was it 2011? He, when he was playing for Lanus, kicked an opponent in the head while he was already down. Obviously got sent off. I, the thing is, though, you'd be like, oh, that streets won't forget. But the guy he kicked has come out and absolutely bodied him because he said that Cameronese is not much of a man, just a coward, and suggested that he should see a psychiatrist. He probably should have seen a psychiatrist. <laughs> I mean, he probably should have seen a psychiatrist. The man is a nutter. Not only that, what adds to this is, of all the teams he's played for, he becomes a manager. Where do you think he ends up managing? Probably back in Argentina. He goes to Slovenian third tier side, Tabor Sazana. What? <laughs> What's he doing out there? He then leaves there, becomes assistant manager at Marseille. Oh no, sorry. He then gets a three year contract at Maribor. He then goes to Olympic Marseille as an assistant manager, leaves there and goes goes to the Maltese Premier League. He manages in Malta now. Thing is, he's done the same in his manager career as he did as a player because he started in Mexico, went to Argentina, and then went to Mexico again. <laughs> he's now gone S- Slovenia. He, he is very much a creature of habit, isn't he? Clearly, <laughs> Slovenia to to Marseille to Malta. Like, what are you? Hang on, and it gets worse because he's done it again. And as a manager, he still only spends one year at a place. Sometimes not even the full year. He's probably kicking the players in the head, mate. But he's just going there for a summer holiday, mate. I'm telling you. As soon as the season's over, game. he's gone. His current job, he's actually won four out of four. Nice. Get him and Chim Bonded together. That's that's the oh, big Sam yes. and Little Sam. Oh, you watch you'd, you'd be a Biggles Wade this time next year. <laughs> Biggles Wade actually not We could go and watch him. So <laughs> <laughs> I message him and say, get the job at Biggles Wade, mate. One thing I would have to point out here, and it is literally the first sentence under the section on Wikipedia titled Juventus. In 2002, Cabernese was signed by Juventus on a co-ownership deal. Piss off! Piss off! Oh, man. Just buy the players, you dodgy hey, He then went on to sack that agent. So, you know, he, he saw the light. He saw oh, the light. Honestly, I, I, I just it. think as a player that good, he shouldn't be as forgotten as he is. Mm. I, yeah, I think he's one... Don't... He was a good player back in the day. Don't get me wrong, but there's not there's nothing particularly streets won't forget about it. More the fact he's just been forgotten. But has he been forgotten because he probably wasn't as good as we remember? No, he was class. Okay, fair enough. And he's probably forgotten because he kicked players in the head, mate. 
They, they'd really forgotten who he was, clearly. Yeah. Quite streets will forget moment, though, to have an absolute outrage and lob, just lob someone's head across a pitch. <laughs> Looking at the stuff he's won, like, Juve, obviously, a league title, a couple of Supercoppers, Serie B, Champions League runner-up. And then we talked about the World Cup. He's got something called the Order of Merit of the Italian Republic. <laughs> Fourth class as an officer. I assume that was the one in the World Cup, and it's kind of like a knighthood. Do you know yeah. how the players in the England players from 1966 were, or most of them were Sir, Sir Bobby yeah, Charles, yeah, for yeah. example? I think it's probably something similar to that for winning the World Cup. Yeah, it's got to be like the NBA equivalent because there's one, there's one that's like Knight Grand Cross with collar that I'm assuming is like Sir something or other. So there you go, obscure honours list that helps, I guess. Oh, piss off! You're trying to shoot on the most ridiculous stuff into making a player's streets won't forget. I'm sorry. All He's also got the Italian Republic merit from the Italian National Olympic Committee. Mate. I'm not so... in this. His Wikipedia just keeps getting better, though. Like you, you go through. Oh yeah, early... oh, hold on. He started in Mexico despite being Argentinian, but he's actually Italian. You go through all that too. Oh, he sacked his. Oh right, okay. Oh, oh, he's managing in. In Malta, oh, he's got an, he's got a sir, he's got an order of merit. How, what is this guy doing? I'll be honest, Dan, I'm looking for something to shoot on here, shoehorn in here, because I, I think he was a good player. I don't think he's necessarily streets won't forget. I think he's just forgotten. I think he deserved a mention. There's not, there's also no personal life section, which I'm gonna have to mark him down for, because it'd probably be another page long, mate. <laughs> the Guerin d'Oro. Right, let's oh, stop this now. Right, right let, no, I don't care anymore. I don't care about his <laughs> obscure awards. Let's have a vote, shall we? Who are we taking? Who are we voting in? I, 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 I know gonna, who I'm, I'm going gonna take. For. I'm going to take one for the team, and I'll vote last. So you two can All fight right. over yourself. Who's going to? I mean, I, gonna go? I feel like my mind is made up. Go on, mate. Okay. Uh, I think, in terms of pure streets work for get talent, like there is only one winner for me, and it's Di Natale. Okay, like what yeah. he did in life on FIFA as a bloke. Yeah, I, I I went for a bloke who looked after his teammates, uh, uh, sadly passed away teammates' disabled sister, and you went for a man who booted somebody in the head, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I just went for a bloke who scored a couple of goals at Southampton, man. Like... <laughs> yeah, you found, honest, the, you found the nice middle ground, Willie. <laughs> Willie, to be honest here, Dan shafted us straight off by picking the man who is the most streets won't forget Italian player, I'd imagine. He is oh, oh, an odd one because he feels I'm like sorry. he should be too good, but he's not. He's just I think, not. I, he's not, but he should be. He, he is I'm, too I'm good. For he's him. Just I'm not, not changing my answer. Don't worry. Yeah, he's too good, but he's forgotten. Yeah. So I am also going for for Di Natale. To be honest with you, I, I just no, don't, I don't think there's a way around him not being the streets won't forget player of Italy. Like he is the oh, yeah. most streets won't forget player. We'll get people talking about Di Natale. To the point where people remember him, then we'll come back and say he's too good and drop Dan's player from the list. Yeah, like even if you say <laughs> D, even if you say the Canio in this, the man is a horrible man. So Di Natale's better in that respect. This, yeah, this is the thing. I think it's hard to. F- <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think we might have to bleep that one. <laughs> if he, if we pick Nicoli, he's in prison. The Canio's a fascist. Yeah, Cabernet's yeah. booting people in the f-ing head. A lot of them have been involved in Matt's fixing a corruption scandal. Malatelli setting fireworks off in, his, in yeah. his bathroom. 
Inatale's just a bit harmless, and I think that's hard to come by with Italian footballers. Yeah, They've always got a bit of a bad boy him. streak in them. Coward. It's hard to not pick him. <laughs> yeah, he's he wins this for me, hands down. Well, I would have voted for him as well. I think he is the ultimate Italian. Oh, shock. So don't forget play. Oh, come on. Well, look, I, I understood the assignment. You did look, not. He's voting for, you, him for his own for his own choice here, Willie. This is shameful. You picked an Argentinian, you fool. Hey, <laughs> it was the best choice I had. <laughs> you picked an Argentine who wanted to be Mexican. Like, I don't know what's going on here. I decided on being <laughs> Italian. Yeah. Well, Antonio Di Natale is the newest member of the Streets I Forget Hall of Fame, joining some absolute legends like Papi Cisse and Emmanuel Abue and Tony Pulis. What a manager <laughs> for, for a brilliant striker like Di Natale. Oh man, Harry! Oh. I believe you have an end of episode quiz for us this week. I'm handing I over do, to you yeah. once again. <laughs> Is okay. it guess the players that Cameronese's kicked in the head? Oh mate, we haven't got a list long enough for that. Yeah. No, it's guess the countries Cameronese hasn't visited or played at least a single <laughs> season. <laughs> it's name the starting eleven from his Maribor team in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the quiz this week is going to be. Uh, I've got a list of the 30 top Italian goal scorers in the Premier League. You're going to give me a name. If it's wrong, you lose a life. But if it's right, I'm going to add all the goals together of your right answers. Whoever's got the most goals at the end wins. I love the way he has to complicate these quizzes. Like, we could have just done it. If you know one wrong, you lose a life. If you get yeah, it but right, you're not going you to get them wrong. We well, might do. But there we are. Do you know what, Daniel, you can go first today. Okay, I would like to go for Gianluca Viali. Gianluca Viali. He is a correct answer, and he's got 21 goals. Ooh. He is uh, eighth on the list. Oh, boy, we're in <laughs> trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> Wally, I come to you, my uh, friend. Can I have Gianfranco Zola, please? Gianfranco oh, Zola. I'm just thinking back on the list. list. <laughs> oh, He's got yes. 59. 59. 59. Could I have Mario Balotelli, please? Mario Balotelli. He is sixth on this list, also with 21 goals. Nice. Oh, we've just mentioned him. Can I have Paolo Di Canio? Willie has taken the top two places. He's got 66 goals. Oh, yes. He's number one. Okay. Could I have Fabrizio Ravanelli? Oh, that's Fabrizio a good shot. Fabrizio Ravanelli. It is Ravanelli, isn't it? I'm thinking of the right yeah. guy. Yeah. Ravanelli, He's fourth on the list. He's got 25. Nice. Willie, hmm. back to you. Graziano Pella. Oh, that's a great shout. Graziano Pella is fifth. He's got 23. How is he the fifth? How is fifth 23 goals? Italians do not succeed in England. We've established no, they don't. They, don't really they, don't. Play. <laughs> they don't really play in England. When you get to the bottom oh. three, it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, wait. He was a penalty taker for. Oh, surely. Jorginho. Jorginho. Yeah, Yet again, Daniel, he's seventh. He's got 21 goals. 
Oh, she's seven! You've managed to say all three players. is this? He's managed to say all three players with 21 goals and then said one with 25. He's literally so consistent. Oh, thank you. I've got back my boy. Is Fabio Barini on this list? Fabio Barini. Shut up. Please. He's at 11 for years. Oh, yes. 16. 16, and he's almost in the top 10. Well, uh, out of the top 10, you have 10 and 9, and you have third as well that you haven't got. Third was a baller, to be fair, but unknown name. Unless you watch Premier League years from like early, late 90s. Okay, I'm going to go for Roberto Di Matteo. Robbie Di Matteo. He's got 15, he's 12th. He's one below Barini. Manolo Gabbiadini. Manolo Gabbiadini. The man had, what, like 12 goals or something? He's the one below Di Matteo, he's got 10. Oh. <laughs> Wait, we're already at 10? Yeah, uh, yeah, you haven't got... You haven't got 3rd, you haven't got ninth, and you haven't got 10th. I think I've got a feeling who third is. And I think he went to... Where was it? Sheffield Wednesday at the same time as the Canio. And I think his name is Benito Carbone. Benito Carbone. An absolute baller. Got 35. Oh, yes! Oh, man. I remember him at Derby and everything. Like Bradford as well. He was a baller. There's loads on his list that you should get. They just aren't worth saying. What I will say is don't just think of strikers here. <laughs> I'm going to take a punt on Federico Makeda. Federico Makeda is 24th on the list with four. Nice. Nice. <laughs> this tells you the kind of we're getting into at the bottom, man. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> I'm going to go for a more recent one. And I'm going to go for Gianluca Scamacca. Gianluca Scamacca is 29th on the list with three. Lovely. <laughs> there was There's a name that's come into my head. And I yeah. remember him at Watford, but I don't remember if it was in the Prem. I know you're going to say, because he was on my list of people to say as well. Yeah, and it's it's Alessandro is it Diamati or Diamanti? I can't remember if there's an N in it. Alessandro that was Diamanti. Not, that was not who I was gonna say actually. I know oh. who he's gonna say. Alessandro Diamanti has seven. He was at West Ham, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he yeah, was. I think he was at West Ham. Watford also had some big f who played up front called Stefano Akarka, and I'm pretty sure he was Italian. <laughs> oh there, mate. He's got seven. Lovely. What a shout that is. Wooly. Matt McKenna to some now. Because <laughs> you've got another one we mentioned earlier. And I'm yep. pretty sure he's Italian in Danny Osvaldo. I forgot he was Italian. But he has got three. He's 28 on this list. <laughs> nice. Have we said Angelo Ogbonna? We haven't. Angelo Ogbonna. Oh, I'll have Angelo Ogbonna then. He's got eight. How was he got eight? And that's going to mean he's like 15th or something. Uh, yeah, 15th. <laughs> See, the issue I've got is I've got one name 
It's a guy who didn't even play in the Prem permanently. I'm pretty sure he's gone. Go on. And it's... Do you remember that AC Milan wonder kid, Harry? Yep. Patrick Coutrone. Patrick Coutrone is dead last on this list with two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That is an elite talent, that. But how do you still make the list with two goals? <laughs> Daniel. I've, I've got one more that I think is going to be on the list. And then I've got a couple of Italians that played in the Premier League in the 90s, but may or may not have scored a goal. And then I have a, what I think I may be just confusing with a pasta. Oh, we're gonna oh say give it, me the pasta one. Was there a bloke called Macaroni? I want to say his name was Massimo Macaroni or something. Massimo Macaroni. <laughs> I must be making this up. Is ninth on this list with 18. No way. I can't believe 18. there's a bloke called Massimo Macaroni on this list. I genuinely thought I'd imagine I might just it. start saying Italian surnames and see if there are any who actually it. played. I think I've got one more. Go on. And he can't have scored many. I'm going to say Emmanuel Giacciarini. Oh, Emmanuel Giacciarini. <laughs> the Sunderland guy. He's got four. He's 23 <laughs> on the list. Yes. <laughs> I'm now going to start saying Italians who I think play in the Premier League in the 90s. Go on. I'm go for... Attilio Lombardo? Attilio Lombardo is 20th on this list with five... <laughs> This is this is like um, knowledge from James Richardson coming through here. <laughs> watching <laughs> football. Oh, I'm desperately trying to Gianluca. F oh wait, it's not even my go, is it? Sorry. I mean, I haven't got an answer, mate. So okay, we okay. can call it a draw if you want. I've got two more. Go on. If I get if I get them wrong, we'll call it a draw. All right. Gianluca Festa. Gianluca Festa's got eight. The same as on Connor. Oh my god. Uh, go on. Can't remember his first name, but I think his surname's Bertie. Nicola Bertie has three. He's also on I this list. <laughs> I mean, this is my last life gone, so. Alright, hold on. Is this, is, is this the most up to date list as well? Yes. Because Emerson's not on here. Why? I thought Emerson scored. Yeah, in the cup he has. I'm sure he's got a Premier League goal. Maybe he's got I one. We're uh, talking about a player with one goal potentially yeah, being on the list one. of the scorers. Is <laughs> shambolic. <laughs> I'm doing some quick maths. Do you know what, Dan? If you're one off him, I will give it to you. Oh, Daniel, you were four off. One hundred and ninety. Yes. He's run out of lives. This is bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't run out of He just gave up. He passed I every have, time. I have just remembered one more as well. I don't even know if it's right. Was there a guy called Rolando Bianchi who played for Man City, like in the Sven Goran Eriksson taxing Sinawatra days? Rolando Bianchi is on there with four. He could have it. So, out of the top 10, the only one you were missing was Francesco Baiano. I've never heard of that guy. No. Yeah, he, he had. 16, the same as Barini. Anyway, good yeah, quiz in that. You've had a yeah, I don't ever, I don't ever want anything like that ever again. My head hurts. 
you there's no one on there you missed that I think you should have got really. Okay, we did quite well then. I'll take it. Yeah, oh, well played, mate. Nice, nicely done. Well, that was another episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already, please give us a five star rating on Spotify and give us a follow. It really helps us out. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore pod, on TikTok and Instagram, Streets Won't Forget podcast. And if you've got anything you want to tell us about, your favourite Italian player, favourite 90s Premier League player, we talked quite a lot about those in the quiz, please email us. Your it opinion is... on Fabio Barini. Yes, exactly. We do love Fabio Barini on this podcast, so please email us. It is the Streets Won't Forget podcast at gmail.com. Boys, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure as always. Have an even better week, mate. Oh, he's mixing it up. Go <laughs> on, freestyle. We'll see you again next week. Ciao. Oh, lovely. Oh, beautifully done. Oh, he's done it again. Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira. And still Baptista, yes. It's Kavai. It's fantastic. One from David Villa. Oh, great finish. He's done just that. He scored. Jorginho's done it. Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here. 